Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. You know, over the years, I've, I've noticed that uh, anytime I get into a conversation with someone that's just starting to really just starting to think about getting into real estate investing, I seem to get a lot of the same questions, no matter who I'm talking to. And anytime I talk to a newer investor, you know, somebody that's got a house or maybe two, perhaps, again, I, I seem to get a lot of the same questions. And since I've started doing this show, I've gotten a lot of emails, the occasional call-in, and here again, I, I seem to get a lot of the same questions. So what I wanna do on today's show is, is take a look at some of these most common questions that, that come up in these conversations or, or in the emails that I've been getting. So let, let's treat this as a, a sort of real estate investing FAQ. You know, FAQ or FAQ, uh, which is, uh, it's an acronym for frequently asked questions, and you, you've seen it most websites nowadays, consumer or business uh, sites that provide a service in particular, they're gonna have a section on their website for this. Rather than have you call in, they want you to go there and kind of do your own research. Or, you know, if you've bought a, a, the latest lawn tool or gadget or whatever uh, down at, down at the, the hardware store, it probably came with a product manual, and on the back end, uh, you'll get those frequent, you know, those frequently asked questions specific to, to troubleshooting. And then that's what I wanna, go through with you today, go over these these common questions. And, and I'll tell you, there, there will be some that relate more to the beginning investor or the, or the person that's just thinking about getting started. And there'll also be some that are more, oh, I don't know, operational, right? More relevant to the investor that already has some property. So no, no matter where you are currently on the spectrum, stay tuned. Um, some of these frequently asked questions will, will impact you. And, and they're gonna include things like, you know, hey, do you, do you, do you allow pets in your rentals? Andy, how do you how do you collect your rent nowadays? And should I form an LLC? And what happens if I can't find a tenant? Should I pay off debt first? Do I need a lot of time and money if I'm going to invest? And and so on. And and let me tell you, since this is a live show, if there's been a burning question in your mind, and you want to make sure I get to that question, uh, other people probably have that same question. I'll tell you that. And there is no stupid question. So uh, feel free to give me a call here in the studio. The number is eight five five. 497-4335. Again, the number is 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. I check those during the breaks. Uh, again, that's askandy at luinc.com. And I want to start, I've, I've grouped these together. And, and again, I, I get these all the time. Um, and they, they're just recurring questions. 
And, and again, good questions. And depending on where you are in your in your progress in your progression as an investor, uh, you may have encountered this. You may have asked this question. You know these questions yourself. So I've kind of grouped these into uh, a couple of different sections. And the, the, the thing I want to start off with is, is what I'm calling buying criteria. These are just things that you want to think about and that people are thinking about as they're getting started or as they maybe change from, from one model to another. And I think I got maybe four or five, six questions here. Should, you know, the first one simply put is, well, Andy, should I do single family or should I invest in multifamily? Very great question. That kind of determines your path, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, you can do both. You don't have to do either or, uh, but a lot of it's going to come down to your goals, right? What is it you want to achieve? Are you, are you, are you wanting to get fully, fully passive? And do you have a decent amount of cash to start with? You might go down that, that passive investor route in multifamily. If you want to be a little bit more hands-on, if you really want to build some wealth, you may want to be a little more active and become a lead investor, or you may want to go the single family route. Um, that you, you can do any of those things. And, and a lot of that's going to come down to figuring out your goals and talking with a mentor, somebody that, that has done one or both, and they, they can give you some valued advice and, and maybe help steer you a little bit. I will tell you that with multifamily, um, it, the valuation between single family and multifamily is different. And if you really want to build your wealth, multifamily has some real power to it. Um, you can really build some wealth through through very small changes. Sometimes it's just building back the utilities that the prior owner of that complex that you bought, he wasn't doing it. He was just simply taking the electric bill, taking the water bill, paying those. Well, you can rub that back to the tenants. You've created income. You've grown your wealth. Um, single family, that's a little bit diff more difficult. Now, we don't typically, we don't pay for the utilities. That's all going to be on the tenant. We kind of have to sit around and wait for market appreciation. Maybe we raise our rents. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's more market uh, dependent. So that's something to give some thought to. Again, should I do single family or multifamily? Comes down to your goals. Another common question I get is where should I buy? And this usually relates to single family. I am a single family investor. If, you, if you're new to the show, uh, that's, that is my bread and butter. That's what I've been doing since uh, early 2012, a little over seven years. Um, so I buy single family houses. I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth market, and we, we buy houses all over the place. So when I get that question, you know, it, my answer typically is, well, it's, it's going to come down to your comfort level. I have an investor buddy. He only buys in two zip codes that are within arm's reach of his house. He wants to keep those things close. I, on the other hand, and a number of my, my, my buddy investors, we just go where the deal is, okay? If that's, if that's all the way across town in Fort Worth, no problem. If it's south of Dallas, north of Dallas, east of Dallas, no problem. Um, so, but the question usually relates to proximity, and people that are starting out feel like they want to be a little bit closer to those houses so they can keep an eye on them. But I'll ask you the question, what if you're in Plano, Texas right now, or Frisco, Texas, or Austin, Texas? Values are up very strongly there. You're, you're going to have a difficult time. Um, you can find them, but you'll have a more difficult time getting into a good single-family asset in those markets. You're going to need to, you'll do better if you cast your net a little bit farther, maybe even buy out of town. We've got a number of very successful investors I've spoken with here in the Dallas-Fort Worth market that are buying down in Houston and buying down in San Antonio. So that, that's certainly not uh, something that, 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 that you should discount at all. In fact, if you're part of Lifestyles Unlimited already, you know that you've got access to the network that we have here in Dallas, down in, down in Houston, in Austin, and in San Antonio. And in fact, we just opened uh, another office over in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, as part of that opening, we were offering uh, in the month of October the Founders Special, and I've got some great news for you. Um, 
because the response has been so strong. Well, I'll tell you what, I hear the music coming up. We're going to head into the break. I'll get back to what I was saying here in just a moment on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, and we'll hit some more questions around the uh, buying criteria. And I want to tell you, I want to get back to and, and tell you about that, uh, that founder special. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm happy to be with you today. And today we're working through a number of frequently asked questions. These are questions that I've heard over the years, uh, just in conversation with folks that are getting started or, or maybe bought a couple houses and are a little bit farther down the line. A lot, of, a lot of the same questions come up, and that's perfectly okay, because if you don't know, you need to ask. Okay, and in some of these things, I've seen recurring questions as well coming to me now. Uh, since I've been doing the show through through the email. That email, by the way, is askandy at luinc.com. If you do have any questions, ask. We want you to get comfortable with this investing model so that you can get out and do what we talk about on the radio all the time. It, it, it really is a very, very simple model, um, and it's very, very successful. Uh, it's, 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 we've seen a ton of success. We're 40,000 members strong. So, uh, I think the, I think that speaks to something there and, and, and lifestyles, by the way, has been around for 29 years. Um, and I was mentioning ahead of the break, the, the founder special that we had offered throughout the month of October in celebration of our opening of the new office over in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, we've had such a good response to that, that Dell has, has given us the go ahead to extend that. So we are now, we've, we're continuing with that, that program. Um, so if you'd like to get into Lifestyles Unlimited, start at the Financial Freedom Program level, go out to the, the website buymylifeback.com. That's B-U-Y, buymylifeback.com. Um, it'll tell you about the Financial Freedom Program, uh, what comes with that. Uh, and, and at the bottom, there's a place where you can put in my name, Andy, as the promo code, and that's going to discount $500 off of that uh, one-year uh, membership from the, from the get-go. So that's a, that's a great deal. A lot of the stuff we're talking about here, I've talked about with my fellow members when I go to things like the case studies, uh, road trips, all the sundry events that, that Lifestyles puts on that helps us learn and, and become better better investors. So um, again, these are, these are questions that I've just heard over the years, uh, over and over. Um, talking about buying criteria, another one that I hear quite a bit, folks are scratching around, maybe the market's tightening a little bit, having difficulty finding that ideal house. So, so sudden, suddenly I get the question, of course, hey, what about a condo? Would you buy a condominium? I'll tell you, at Lifestyles Unlimited, the bread and butter product that we want to buy when we're talking about the single family residential real estate is the single family house. And that's, that's for a reason. Have you ever talked to anybody that lives as an owner occupant that lives in a condo how has their experience been? Here's the problem. You don't have control. There's a board in place. It's essentially an HOA made up of members of that, that, that condo, that, that, that condominium uh, group, and they're in control. And if they decide you need a new roof or the parking lot needs to be restriped or, or whatever other little projects they want to come up with, well, they can lever or levy an, an additional assessment on top of that regular monthly uh, HOA payment that you're, that you're making. You don't have control. The board chooses, they make that decision, and suddenly your cash out of, or your, your monthly cash flow declines or goes below zero because you're having to pay for someone else to get a roof. 
I don't like that. I know we've talked about it over the years at Lifestyles. It's just not a good uh, a good model when you don't have that control. That's one of the reasons we buy residential real estate is because we do have that control as an investor. Um, and when you head down that path with condos, you're, you're giving that up. If you're going to do it, get on the board. Make sure you retain a voice. That's my only advice to you. If you, if you, if you ignore what I'm telling you today and say, well, I don't care. I, I like this condo here. Get on the board. Make sure you have control. In fact, I remember a, a good friend of mine that is a wholesaler has houses not just here in Dallas, across the state and in other states. Very, very successful. I asked her, hey, well, you're, you're expanding. You're going out of state. Do you have anything here in the area that you're looking to unload? I'm looking to buy. She, she said, yeah, I, you know, I do, but it's this condo, and you just don't want to buy it. And exactly what I just told you, they lifted the assessment, raised an assessment on the property, and she was making no money. She was losing money. The one deal she's lost money on was the condo, so be, be very careful. Similar question for half duplexes. Well, there's not, a, there's not an HOA. There's not a condo board there, right, Andy? Is that a problem? Well, now it's going to come down to you and that neighbor on the other half of that duplex. There are a lot of half duplexes out there for sale. I see them on the MLS all the time. Uh, they seem like good deals, but again, it's going to come down to control. And, and another another successful investor that I know that's moved from single family now into multifamily, he and his wife, they got started buying half duplexes uh, a decade or more ago. I think they bought two or three before they wised up. And I can remember him telling me, stay away from these things because, again, you control your half. But if that foundation starts to go wonky or you need to replace the roof, you've got to get the buy-in from the other person. And if they don't have the money... Either you're going to have to pony it up or you're going to have to do a halfway job, and that's just not going to suffice. And, and he's had to pony up money to do those, those very things. So stay away from condos. Stay away from those, those half, half duplexes. What about a house with a pool? I've, I've been on single-family road trips where we've gone to a house with a pool. I think it was over in Garland. This was years and years ago. Great deal, great numbers. But I'll tell you, if you're going to go that route, um, first of all, make sure that everything is up to code there. You know, you've got all the necessary safety fencing or gates. Uh, you know, you've got you to protect yourself. Do everything by the book to protect yourself. Talk to your insurance broker. See what, you know, see how your, your insurance cost is going to change compared to that last house you, house you bought that didn't have a pool, right? What kind of insurance can you put on the property because there is a pool? Um, and, of course, pool maintenance is going to be an issue. Don't leave that in the hands of your tenants. I have talked to landlords that that's part of the, the deal. The tenant has to maintain the pool. I can tell you I have trouble sometimes getting folks to get up there and clean out their own gutters. So what do you think is going to happen when they start playing with chemicals and trying to balance the pool for you? It's not going to be done right. So make sure that you've talked to a pool company, know what it's going to cost you before you buy and make sure that you can include the cost of that maintenance in, in that rent, that the market you know, market rent is going to cover that additional cost to you because it's going to be an ongoing cost. Now, of course, it could be a draw to have a pool. You know, you may command extra rent, or on the other hand, it may limit your tenant pool because they want to, no pun intended, because they want to stay away from, you know, pools. I know when we were looking for our personal residence, we said, no way, Jose, we don't want anything to do with those. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, I want to find the house that's going to have the biggest possible tenant pool to draw on. That is why we look for good workforce housing at Lifestyles Unlimited. We're typically looking for that 322 with some variation. You know, after repair value when we fixed it up is going to be somewhere south of 200,000, um, probably around 1,500 square feet. That is the ideal house. What about a house on four acres of land? I'm sure you can find a renter for that. That's a lot of, a lot of upkeep on the land side though, isn't it? What about a 3,000 plus square foot house that rents for over $2,000, 2,500, 3,000? 
your renter pool just went down significantly. What if it's out in Podunk, Texas? Well, there's a rental market out there as well, but again, your tenant pool is going to be reduced. And there are people that have very, very successful businesses out in the country. Um, and in fact, I, I was at a case study a few months ago, a fellow out in East Texas is doing very, very well. But you need to be aware that your pool, your tenant pool, your renter pool, uh, and your, your buyer pool, if you decide to sell, is going to be considerably smaller. So I want to move on and I want to get into some more operational sort of questions that I've seen over the years. And, and the big one, the big one that seems to come up quite a lot is simply, do I need to form an LLC first? A limited liability corporation, talking about insurance and pools and protecting myself and, and my assets, should I form an LLC? Well, you know, eventually I would say, yeah, you, you should. I would recommend it as you build your wealth, as you build your portfolio. But to start with, just go. Just go do it. Go buy a darn house. Don't worry about the LLC because I see too many people that mess around setting up an LLC, designing a logo, designing business cards, maybe even a website before they buy a house. You don't need any of that. You're wasting time. Speaking of time, I hear the music kicking on. They're pushing us out. If you've got questions for me, you can call me at 855-497-4335 here in the studio or send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. We'll carry on with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show here in a minute and talk about a couple more operational items. Talk 1370. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're talking through some of those frequently asked questions that that come up uh, or have come up over the years for me in, in sundry conversations and, and in emails from, from you. And I just want to address those more broadly so everyone is on the same page here. And, and, and these are all great questions and, and very valid questions. And we're talking more on the operational side now. Um, and, 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 and a very, very common question that I hear is, do I need to form an LLC? And as I said ahead of the break, yeah, down the road, um, I would recommend it. But to start with, unless you have super high net worth already uh, that you need to protect, I, I'd say don't worry about it. Just go. And, and typically people start... Uh, messing around, building a website, designing a logo and business cards and whatnot, and all of this stuff before they buy a house, before they even start making offers on houses. And, and, and essentially, you're just wasting time. You, you don't need to do any of that and just go buy the house, okay? And once you buy that house, once you've got it under your belt, now go talk to your insurance broker about getting an umbrella policy. And, and as the name suggests, what, what, what an umbrella policy is, it's a liability policy. Okay, it's not going to protect your house if it burns down, that sort of thing, you know. It's there to protect you for any sort of liability, and it covers everything, okay? It's going to sit on top of your personal house. It's going to sit on top of your car. So if you're in a car wreck, that other person, if you caused it, they're not going to be able to come after your, your well, they can come after your rental property, but it's covered as well. Everything is protected under, under this umbrella, and it's dirt cheap, a couple hundred bucks a year max, if you're talking about one house. Now, as you add more properties, that's gonna creep up a little bit. Um, but it's a very, very, very inexpensive insurance product. And I would put that into place first, okay? And the general recommendation that I've heard is to get $1 million in coverage per, per 1 million in net worth, 
okay so as you build your portfolio you may need to increase that and as you build your portfolio sure you might want to put an LLC into place talk with a with an asset uh, protection attorney at that point um, but to get started don't don't even worry about it you're just going to be dragging your feet and, and wasting time adding extra cost uh, to your to your overhead really with the LLC so don't do it another very common question I get is well how do you collect rent and if you've been doing this for any any length of time uh, 10 years or more you know there were days when you probably drove around and collected the rent by hand or maybe you had a, a drop-off box if you had enough enough houses maybe you had an office well, I'll tell you with with single family the days of driving around and picking up cash those are long gone okay even checks in the mail those days are gone as well which is great do it electronically there are so many products on the market in fact we've got a vendor uh, at that lifestyles on the vendor hub um, if you remember you can go check that out uh, that offers this service and, and basically your tenant then can go online to pay their rent right um, typically it's going to be an ACH transfer right a clearinghouse transfer that means it's going to take a couple of of business days to clear but but I love it it's in fact we write it into our leases and I use the Texas Association of Realtors leases there are a number out there and you can pick up a lease off of the uh, uh, lifestyles uh, hub as well but there, there's a place on there where I can select payment options I think cash might still be on there even check cashiers check etc and there's a box for electronica that's the only one I check and I make sure before I enter a lease with a prospective tenant uh, that they're gonna be able to, to to make those electronic payments that they have a bank account basically in order to do that um, and, and it's a great option I get an email when they initiate that rate rent payment so on the first of the month my, my email box starts dinging there's okay there's that house number one house number two okay check check all good to go I know I'm set I can move on okay even better or another another benefit of it is that the tenant in a lot of these systems they can elect to have that 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 system that service report their on-time payments to a credit agency so what does that do it gives them incentive to pay on time a lot of times these folks they don't have the best credit right so this gives them incentive to pay on time just added added bonus for you the the landlord so so look closely at those electronic payments now I'll tell you if you are working with someone that is oh let's say underbanked um, there are other ways to go about that so if you can't put an electronic service into place uh, what you can do is some of the larger banks will give you a deposit only ATM card okay I'm, I'm certain that Chase Bank does this I'm certain the Bank of America does because I have investor buddies that use both of those for this reason you just give that uh, that that deposit only ATM card to your to your tenant they can go use that at the ATM machine at the bank put their money in they can't take anything out that protects you you don't have to give out your account number which is becoming more and more risky it's very easy to get to the uh, routing numbers for the banks and, and go 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 crazy uh, if you're a creative person but um, you don't have to give that account number out if you follow that that kind of secondary option but electronic all day long of course a very common question that I hear uh, probably above more often than the rest is pets should I allow pets should I allow dogs should I allow cats and and I'll tell you thinking back to that renter pool right that tenant potential tenant base that we want to uh, uh, to tap into you will widen your net if you allow pets but it may come at a cost I have a dog he's 14 and a half years old we just had to have a carpet cleaner come in because well you know he's a little incontinent nowadays um, that's gonna happen they don't they don't know any better and 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 think about cats as well for the longest time I personally we said dogs only no cats we had a cat we saw what that cat did 
um, yeah, it, it got pretty messy. So be, be careful with cats as well. They seem pretty innocuous, but uh, they, they can do some damage. And, and a lot of people have allergies. And with the cats in particular, the dander, they can get down into the carpet and into the padding to the point where cleaning may not suffice when that tenant moves out. That may be cause for you to have to go in and replace the, the, the carpet if you move someone in that happens to have a cat allergy. So give that some thought. We we allow dogs. We, we've actually revised our policy and, and uh, uh, allow cats if the if the house, if the carpet's a little bit older, uh, we'll, we'll let those in as well. And of course, check with your insurance company. Um, there are a lot of aggressive dog breeds out there that um, will not be covered. And uh, you can get a list from whoever your provider is. Um, it's, it's pretty extensive. You might be surprised. I'm, I'm often surprised. We have different insurance carriers, and they disallow different dogs. So, so always, always ask. And, and be sure when you do allow a pet into the property that you put a pet addendum into place. It's going to require that the, the tenant um, tell you whether that dog has ever bit anyone, bitten anyone or has a propensity to bite, to bite. They have to answer those questions, and that helps remove a little bit of the liability off of you. But nevertheless, put that umbrella policy into place. Uh, you want to cover all your bases. And, and then the question comes up in, in, in tangent with that. What about rent? Do you charge a pet rent? We sure do. Yeah, pets are a big, big business. People love their dogs, people love their cats, and you, you, you can charge a pet rent, and you should, because they will do damage. And when the tenant first moves in, you can charge a pet fee, and you can charge a pet deposit. Uh, a lot of apartments do both. And a pet fee is non-refundable. Call it a pet fee if it's non-refundable. And it's basically accelerated pet rent. If you charge 300 bucks non-refundable fee, that's the equivalent of $25 per month that you're collecting up front. A pet deposit, it's a security deposit. It rolls into your regular security deposit, but it's refundable if the pet doesn't do any damages, right? If, if you can qualify that. Now, another question that I get quite frequently, and there are actually two versions of this question. What if I can't find a tenant? And this is typically from that person that's not quite put their foot in the door as far as investing. They haven't bought a house. A, a common question, similar question is how do I find a tenant? They're different. It's an interesting dichotomy. The first question shows a certain, oh, negative posture there. They're, they're focused on, on the negative side. They've got that scarcity mindset that we've talked about on the show before. Um, you need to move away from that. You will find a tenant. Now, how do you do it? Well, there are a lot of options. I personally, you know, we'll put, put, the, put the listing on the MLS. We've worked with a leasing agent in the past. You can put it out onto Zillow Rent Manager, I think it's called now. They've changed names before. And, and broadcast that out uh, to the broader, you know, broader Internet base. And uh, you, you'll pick someone up pretty quick. Um, but it's just it comes down to simple marketing. And Facebook uh, is, is a very popular place now. I go to the marketplace. Uh, you may need to find that for that local city, or you know, I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. All of the little subdivision or all the sub, the municipalities around Dallas and Fort Worth have their own uh, pages. It seems so. I just create an account and push it out there, and and you'll get requests. So, uh, common question, common fear. What if I can't find a tenant? You will, you will. Don't don't let that don't let that prevent you from getting your foot in the door. We'll continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show here in just a moment. I want to talk about finances.
Do you have an extremely long work commute? Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic stressing about your 9 to 5 corporate grind? Maybe you're thinking, I need a new work route or a better boss. What you really need is a better way of making money. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we've been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One of the ways is market appreciation. Real estate doubles in value every 20 years. It may fluctuate in the short term, but is forced to rise over the long term with inflation of building materials, labor, and scarcity of land. While stock investors live and die by market appreciation, real estate investors see it as a nice bonus to the other four ways real estate makes them money. To learn how, attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop by visiting LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar at LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm glad to be with you today. And today we're talking through some of those frequently asked questions that come up uh, from you guys over the years. And uh, we're just talking through some operational items. Uh, what if I can't find a tenant And versus the question, how do I find a tenant, which is a little bit more... Uh, more, more of a clear question, I suppose. And the last item I want to hit is screening tenants. I'm not going to go to, into great depth here, uh, but I do get asked, well, do you screen your tenants? What do you do? And absolutely, this can make or break you. If you put the wrong person into your property, um, that, that, can, that can set you back a little bit. So, you know, no matter how long it takes you to find a tenant, right now we're, we're headed into the slower month just due to the holidays, um, take your time. Don't get impatient, continue to conduct your screening, have your screening criteria predefined, what you're looking for, minimum credit score, um, you know, what, what, what percentage of, of rent or, or what percentage of their take-home pay or their gross pay, whichever you measure, can their rent be, that sort of thing. Have that stuff pre predefined, laid out in print. Um, so that you can stick to your guns because you don't want to soften up. You don't want to relax because it's taking a little bit longer because people are out enjoying their Thanksgiving holiday or Christmas holiday or Halloween or whatever it is. Um, stay tight and continue to, to conduct your screening processes as thoroughly as you would in the hotter uh, summer months. And, and what, we, what we do is we, we run a full background and, and credit check. And there, again, on the vendor hub for Lifestyles, there, there are vendors out there that, that provide us that, that service. And, and, and we have credit score minimums. We have, you know, no evictions. We don't want to see evictions. We're going to get a report that tells us whether that, that applicant or any of the applicants that are, are looking to move into our house have had an eviction. And, well, that's a big red flag if they have, right? Um, so, again, don't, don't relax. Don't skip that process. I've talked to people that will collect an application fee, put that in their pocket, and just not run the check, and they're, they're just asking for trouble. So don't, don't do that. Um, there are other ways to make, make money, I'll tell you that. Um, that is not a profit center. So moving on to the finances, uh, I've just got three questions here uh, that I hear very, very frequently. Uh, one of those, and this is, again, is more from the, from the newbie side, folks that are just thinking about getting in. The, the question is, well, I've got, I've got some debt. I've got some debt load that I'm sitting on that I'm paying down. Should I pay that off first? 
Well, maybe, you know, it depends. First of all, I would say no, because if you can take whatever money you're putting towards that debt, continue to make your minimum payments, of course. If you can put a cash flowing asset into place, a house, or maybe get into some multifamily and start to collect that cash flow, then put that towards your debt. Um, then you'll have an asset in place once that debt is paid off, whether we're talking student loans, um, a car payment, whatever it may be. Now, the, the caveat there, the footnote would be if your debt to income, your DTI is too high to get the financing you need to buy that house or to refinance out of hard money if you have followed the lifestyles model and bought with hard money, well, then you will need to resolve some of that debt first to bring that into a more favorable light. And that's where you're going to need to talk with your favorite mortgage broker. If you don't have one, go out to the Lifestyles Vendor Hub, uh, if you're a member, and you'll you'll find ample, ample mortgage brokers there that know our business, that understand the model, and that can tell you what you need to do and give you some direction. What happens if I have bad credit? Do I need good credit? Well, I'll tell you, if, if it's bad enough that you can't get that loan that we're talking about, and I'm talking about the Fannie Mae, the longer term 30 year, uh, very, very cheap, very low interest rate product. Um, you do have to have a minimum credit score. I wanna say it's 620, it's in the low 600s. Um, I need to refresh my memory on that. So it, does it have to be stellar, sterling credit? Not necessarily, not necessarily. But here again, talk with that mortgage broker. They're gonna look at your situation and they'll be able to tell you uh, what you can do. And if you need to build that up, if you need to work on that, um, you know, you will need decent credit to get that best financing. The better your credit score, the lower your interest rate typically. So it, it, it can help, but um, it's not an absolute necessity. The last question I get, do I need, do I really need money to invest? I keep hearing about these zero down, zero money down guys. Well, yeah, you, you need money. Okay. You're going to need some funds. Now this zero money down thing, it's, it's largely a myth. You may find that home run deal out there from time to time. It is possible, but it's generally a unicorn. It's a little bit harder to find. And those guys that tell you that they're buying house after house with zero out of pocket, uh, they're, they're blowing smoke. They may not have any money in that particular house that they're tracking to the P&L of that particular specific house, but I guarantee you that they're spending thousands or tens of thousands or more in, in marketing to get to that deal. I'm talking about the postcards, we buy houses, all of that stuff. So when they tell you they bought that house with no money down, that's, that's simply not, not the case. Um, you're, you're gonna have to pay your contractors and they typically wanna get paid up front. Some of the hard money lenders may require a down payment you know, 10% or so, it depends on their, their, their particular model. And that's where you'll shop around and talk to various hard money lenders. If you're looking to get into multifamily, you know, sometimes it takes a, a decent amount of cash, but typically, at least at Lifestyles, the, the lead investors, well, they started out at some point as well, and they're typically gonna hold some spots open for newer or first time investors. And, and you can get in for 25K, all right? Um, I actually talked to someone that got in for less. So sometimes they'll get to the end of their subscription period where they're capitalizing for the deal to take down the, the apartment complex, and they may have a little bit of room left uh, where you can where you can sneak in there. Um, so 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 it is possible to get into into apartments for relatively low cash out of pocket. Now the last bucket I want to talk about here is other people's time. And here I get the question very very often. Andy, do I, should I go ahead and get my realtor license before I get started? And 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 I will just tell you frankly, no. It's just like putting that LLC together. You're gonna you're gonna wind up wasting time in the process, dealing with that 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 training and the schooling you have to do to get the license and the testing and so on. 
you need to use other people's time here. You need to use a realtor, find somebody that can source those properties for you. If you're already a member at Lifestyles, you know that the realtors that we have on, on our realty teams in Dallas and Austin and San Antonio and Houston now in Phoenix, they're, they're doing the legwork for us. And they're bringing us those houses that, that, that meet the Lifestyles model, which is the other question I get very frequently, how do I even find a property? Well, we just leverage other people's time in this sense. We get those realtors out there doing the work for us. It's the other question I get. Am I going to be spending a lot of time on this? Yes and no. Now, when you start out, you should spend a lot of time on your education getting informed. In fact, it's going to be like drinking from a fire hose. If you wind up going out to our uh, buymylifeback.com uh, website, put in my name, Andy, promo code, uh, you'll get a $500 discount. And you'll also see all of the benefits that come with that program. One of those is the two-day financial freedom seminar. When I say drink it from a fire hose, it's 16 hours of education on the single family side. We'll do eight on day one. And on the multifamily side, we'll do eight hours on day two. And it's just a ton. In fact, it's so much information that you can go back every time we do that, that, that seminar. You're going to learn something new because it is, it, it is a lot of information. So, um, again, spend that time to get educated. Once you get your, your process built, once you get those houses set up, um, I don't spend a lot of time. If you're a passive investor in multifamily, you're spending even less. It takes a little time to, to, to get into a new house. You know, there's certain paperwork. And if I do a cash out refile like we recently did, there's, there's some paperwork involved and, and whatnot. But, but it's nothing substantial at all. So you'll spend some time on, on, on improving yourself on that education on the front side. But uh, once you get everything into place, no, you're not going to spend a lot of time. Um, other people's knowledge, that dovetails with what I was just telling you about our, our two-day financial seminar. And I get this question a lot. It's a very broad question. How do I get started? I'll tell you. I think I've just already given you the, 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 one of the steps you can do, which is go out to our uh, buymylifeback.com website. Join us in the Financial Freedom Program. Get that education started with the, the two-day seminar. Um, in fact, uh, with that membership, you also get free admission to our annual Wealth and Passive Income Expo. And that's coming up very, very soon. In 2020, that is now set for late February. February, I guess it's a leap year this year. It's set for uh, February 27th, 28th, and uh, 29th. There is a cost to attend that expo, unless you're a member. If you're a member, then it's, it's free of charge. So that, that alone, I think, uh, should give you incentive to go ahead and get on board with the Financial Freedom uh, Program. If you're not sure and you, you want to do a little more digging, well, join us at one of our free workshops. Go out to lifestylesunlimited.com, and uh, you can search in your area. We've got those at all of our offices here uh, in Texas, in Phoenix, and we've got those off-site around the nation. Um, so go to lifestylesunlimited.com to check for those. Now, I can tell you that we've got three coming up this week here in uh, Texas. We've got one in Houston. We've got one in, uh, looks like in, I guess in our Irving office here in Dallas, Fort Worth and down in, in Austin all on Tuesday, all on November 5th, uh, all at 630 in the evening. So, uh, go, if you're working, go do your job, uh, get off work, grab a quick bite to eat and get over there. Spend a couple hours with us to, to hear what it is we do to learn, you know, to learn about real estate investing and, and how, what working with a mentor can do for you and again that goes back to to levering leveraging other other people's knowledge so and that's the last question I do get Andy do I really need a mentor you can do it on your own you can reinvent the wheel you can go out there and and, and be an entrepreneur and blaze your own path but you're gonna expend a lot of a lot of energy you're going to expend a lot of treasure and I, I don't think it's necessary find somebody that has done what you want to do 
and follow their path, follow their lead. And like I said earlier in the show, Lifestyles Unlimited has been around for 29 years. Dell has been investing, Dell Walmsley, our founder, has been investing for 30 plus. Uh, it's a proven model and I wanna see you get on board. Check us out at the free workshop. You can find those on lifestylesunlimited.com or go to buymylifeback.com, put in promo code Andy at the bottom to get $500 off that uh, financial freedom program membership. We'd love to see you out at some of our events. And remember, it's not about the money. It's all about the lifestyle. You have a good day. listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.